Good afternoon and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Cadute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll have another edition of the Bean Report. Also, we'll catch up with Gary Storty with the Canadian Pork Council. Up first in today's country comment, Justine Cornelson with the Canola Council of Canada will give us an update on the crop. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Joining us on the program today is Justine Cornelson with the Canola Council of Canada. I chatted with Justine late last week and she gave us an update on the canola crop. I've done a drive across the prairies recently and, you know, we actually have some decent looking crops here in Manitoba. Um, you know, we've obviously had some very dry conditions um, and some hot conditions. So we do have pockets where there's some elevated stress on the crop. Uh, right, it's been a challenging year overall, um, and you know we're kind of at the point of of no return. A lot of these crops have come up and out of flowering. Um, they are in full pod, um, so you know if we could get some moisture here in the next few weeks, that will help at least fill the the pods and the, or the seeds that are there right now. Um, but we're not going to gain any more. Um, I know producers are are seeing and, and dealing with lots of stunted pods or heat blasts where there's no pods in certain areas. Um, you know what, there's, there's nothing that can be done at this point. So really the focus should shift to, you know, making sure we get every seed that's out there right now into the bin that harvest time. With harvest coming up uh, shortly here, um, I guess wanted to chat a little bit about pre-harvest glyphosate uh, application. Um, any, any tips there? Yeah, you know what, um, obviously understanding your pre-harvest intervals is extremely important, um, especially on a, on a market aspect. So, um, you know, any product you're using, make sure um, that you know it's, it's PHI um, and are, are kind of focused in and dialed into that. Um, with the crop variability that we are seeing out there, um, I imagine we will be seeing a lot of dry down products being used, um, not only glyphosate, but using things like Reglone or heat as well. Um, so all of these products work slightly different. So it is important to understand the differences there, uh, when they should be applied, right? You will apply them at different seed color changes. Um, all of them, um, they don't work obviously, uh, to help increase crop maturity. What they do is dry it down. So if you're dealing with a lot of green seed at a particular time that the product's applied, you're going to lock in that green seed. So just some things to to make note of um, when you are using these types of products. Um, Online, you can go to keepitclean.com, I believe it is, .ca, um, and you'll be able to assess and look at that pre-harvest interval range. So there's lots of great tools on there to to make sure um, you're aware of and and know how many days um, you have to wait before you can go in and harvest that crop. That was Justine Cornelson with the Canola Council of Canada. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. The news that pigs in the Dominican Republic tested positive for African swine fever is raising alarm bells for Canadian pork producers. Gary Storty is with the Canadian Pork Council. The big question is that still to be found out is how did it get to the island? It's an island, uh, either got there by a person or by boat. So it's a matter of that's what we're curious about. But at the end of the day, it's the first case in the Dominican Republic in the last uh, 40 years. ASF was uh, already detected there 40 years ago. Although ASF poses no risk to humans or other animals, an outbreak of ASF in Canada could devastate the Canadian pig herd. A single positive case could result in the immediate suspension of pork and pig exports valued 
at over $5 billion in 2020. And the Canola Council of Canada is providing an update on the crop in Manitoba. Here's agronomy specialist Justine Cornelson. I've done a drive across the prairies recently and, you know, we actually have some decent looking crops here in Manitoba. Um, you know, we've obviously had some very dry conditions um, and some hot conditions. So we do have pockets where there's some elevated stress on the crop, uh, right? It's been a challenging year overall. You know, we're kind of at the point of, of no return. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Tuesday, August 3rd. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll hear from Gary Storty with the Canadian Pork Council. News that pigs in the Dominican Republic tested positive for African swine fever is raising alarm bells for Canadian pork producers. Gary Storty is with the Canadian Pork Council. There's still more information to be understood uh, from the Dominican Republic case. Uh, The big question is that still to be found out is how did it get to the island? You know, it's, it's, it's an island. I uh, either got there by a person or by boat somehow. Or, and uh, so it's a matter of that's what we're curious about. But at the end of the day, uh, the case it's the first case in the Dominican Republic in the last uh, 40 years. Uh, it was, uh, ASF was uh, already detected there, I guess, 40 years ago. Moving forward, uh, it's a significant, uh, well, it's a significant discovery in a sense that it is closer to home for basically North American pork producers. And that's, that's the comment that, you know, is resonating uh, from our industry and producers uh, on the ground. Like it was one, as everybody knows or should know, ASF has been spreading uh, in parts of Europe as well as the, as the Asian region. And this is the first case in a long time uh, within the, frankly, the Western Hemisphere. Uh, Producers have been, you know, I guess you could say falsely comforted by the fact that, you know, ASF spread was on, frankly, either side of the Atlantic or Pacific Ocean, and there was that big barrier. Well, now that is not there. It is much closer to the North American uh, herd. Uh, and that's concerning. And what uh, what was Canada's response, I guess, to the to this news? Three years ago, uh, they worked with the Canadian pork industry and listened to the calls for increased detector dogs at Canadian airports and other ports of entry. You know, so these are dogs that, frankly, sniff out meat. Uh, and to their understanding that there's been success with those uh, dogs at the airport you know, catching people who are intentionally or unintentionally bringing in some of these products. And so now that those dogs are in place, uh, you know, they've been mainly focusing on countries that have ASF uh, positive cases in it to, stop, to, to basically maximize the benefit of these dogs. But now they, they have another country to deal with. Uh, flights coming in from, frankly, the Dominican Republic, uh, and I would suggest even they should, the, the Caribbean itself. And, you know, that is a good step, greatly appreciated. Uh, the difficulty in, our, in the back of our mind is, is that, frankly, the Dominican is the most visited country by foreigners, uh, you know, from, frankly, from around the world, uh, and, and Canada. It's a vacation destination for, for many Canadians. They will be visiting that country, and you know there will be some, ideally, some increased uh, awareness 
of the, the consequences of bringing back ASF, uh, as well as they should, travelers should be informed not to, but we do need those detector dogs to, to, to go to work. And uh, ideally, with, if there's opportunity to increase the number of dogs, that would uh, that would be greatly appreciated. Anything else to add on this here, Gary? As I mentioned, uh, you know, frankly, this is getting closer to home. And three years ago, I think the industry shocked itself, witnessing what was happening in Japan and how, sorry, in China and how it was affecting both Chinese pork producers uh, and their industry. You know, we we shocked the Canadian hog producer and the industry into reacting uh, to ASF then. And for the past three years, there's been some good work, both at the producer level and trying to, you know, take steps to limit ASF from coming into their barns. You know, industry has been getting, uh, industry, and what I mean by that is national associations and processors and governments working, getting together to work towards how to manage ASF uh, if it was ever to happen to get into Canada. Well, now is the time to double down. So the message to producers is is that, yes, we know that you have good biosecurity. Make sure that you're following the steps to ensure that that biosecurity remains. You know, ASF is not that, relatively not that far off. The risk remains the same, uh, but, you know, frankly, it is closer to home at this point. And I don't think, trust me, nobody wants ASF in Canada. That was Gary Storty with the Canadian Pork Council. He was chatting about the case of ASF discovered in the Dominican Republic. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. A series Global Seeds tours are planned for August 10th in Winkler, August 11th at Begit, and August 18th at Del Mar Beaujeur. Registration begins at 8 a.m. and tours get underway at 8.30. Topics include corn and soybean agronomy trials, corn and soybean marketing, specialty crops, food-grade soybean varieties, and more. You can RSVP by email to cunker at seriesglobalseeds.com. Manitoba Agriculture is offering an online environmental farm plan workshop August 25th. The deadline to enter is August 11th. Go to the Manitoba Agriculture website to register. And the annual general meeting for Farm Credit Canada is scheduled for August 18th at 1 p.m. It'll be held virtually. Go to their website for details. It's time now for the Bean Report, brought to you by Manitoba Pulse and Soybean Growers. Joining us today is production specialist Cassandra Kochik. So soybeans are currently ranging from R4 to R6, which is the full pod to full seed stages. Dry beans currently range from R4 to R5, which is full pod to beginning seed. For field peas, harvest has already begun for the earliest seeded and the earliest maturing crops. And of course, this is largely driven by the dry conditions. Um, But some of the standing crops, they're still ranging from early to full maturity, which is R5 to R7. And we're seeing some greener crops out west in Manitoba. Baba beans range from R5 to R6, which is full pod to beginning maturity. And the seed filling period for all of these crops is a critical time for moisture. The seeds are filling, but unfortunately, we're already seeing some aborted seeds within pods. So it will be interesting to see how these crops progress over the coming weeks. 
there was a small storm that passed through Manitoba on Friday, dropping hail. Hail damage at these late stages can cause some serious yield loss, unfortunately. Uh, but so far, damage has only been reported as leaf loss and shredding with minimal pod loss. Cassandra, give us a bit of a pest update. When it comes to pests right now, we're seeing the odd infestation of soybean aphids and two-spotted spider mites in soybean crops around the province. Once soybeans reach the R6 stage, though, aphids and spider mites are no longer a threat to yield. Grasshoppers also continue to be an issue in some fields, and we'll see more movement of grasshoppers into soybeans as nearby crops get harvested. Disease pressure remains very low overall, which is great, Um, but we have seen the odd case of Phytophthora root rot, northern stem canker, and white mold in soybeans. Um, But we are finding that these diseases are showing up due to high disease loads from previous years. Talk a little bit about spider mites. Yeah, so spider mite infestations, as I mentioned, they're popping up in the odd place in Manitoba. They appear as white speckling on the leaves. And if you look on the underside, you can actually find the tiny little mites. But as they uh, develop, they tend to form webs over the leaves, and it can look pretty chalky. So if you're seeing this, definitely keep an eye on it. The threshold for spider mites is about 20% damage to plants or 20% infestation in the field. There are cases where you can do spot spraying, and they'll often move in on the edges of fields. So definitely just keep an eye on it. But as I mentioned, if the crops are reaching R6, you should be in the clear from damage. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about um, feeding pea straw to cattle. Yeah, so with the feed shortages in Manitoba and these awful dry conditions, uh, we have farmers looking to alternative feed sources. And pea straw can be one of those. Um, So it can be a safe feed source, but the nutrient value can vary pretty widely. One of our biggest recommendations is to test that feed value of that straw. But we definitely recommend balancing your rations that contain pea straw. It can be very brittle and light. And we have heard that these bales can break apart pretty pretty easily. So you want to handle them carefully. And we also recommend maybe cutting your pea crop a little bit higher so that there's some stubble for that pea straw to rest on if you are planning to bale up that straw afterward. And if you're looking for more information on feeding pea straw, we're going to have it in the Bean Report newsletter coming out tomorrow. Thanks, Cassandra. Cassandra Kochik is a production specialist with Manitoba Pulse and Soybean Growers. The Bean Report is brought to you by Manitoba Pulse and Soybean Growers. You can find out more at manitobapulse.ca. Time now for another look at today's farm news. An agronomist with the Canola Council of Canada says the crop in Manitoba is looking decent compared to other parts of the prairies. Justine Cornelson gave an update. A lot of these crops have come up and out of flowering. Um, They are in full pod. You know, if we could get some moisture here in the next few weeks, that will help at least fill the the pods or the seeds that are there right now. But we're not going to gain any more. I know producers are are seeing and and dealing with lots of stunted pods or heat blasts where there's no pods in certain areas. Um, You know, there's there's nothing that can be done at this point. So really the focus should shift to, you know, making sure we get every seed that's out there right now into the bin that harvest time. And Canadian officials are concerned over the recent news that pigs in the Dominican Republic tested positive for African swine fever. Gary Storty is with the Canadian Pork Council. It's a significant discovery in a sense that it is closer to home for basically North American pork producers. And that's that's the comment that 
you know, is resonating uh, from our industry and producers on the ground. Everybody knows or should know ASF has been spreading in parts of Europe as well as the, as the Asian region. This is the first case in a long time uh, within, the, frankly, the Western Hemisphere. Although ASF poses no risk to humans or other animals, an outbreak of ASF in Canada could devastate the Canadian pig herd. A single positive case could result in the immediate suspension of pork and pig exports, valued at over $5 billion in 2020. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email the farm desk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll take a look at the province's weekly crop report. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can meet us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.